Welcome to the refreshing word of Calvary Baptist Church, Accra. And now, the message. Let us pray. This is the day the Lord has made. We are glad to be part of this wonderful day. My dear friend, I welcome you and I thank you so much for joining us as we study the word of God coming to you from Calvary Baptist Church. This is Pastor Fred Digby. Let us pray. Our gracious God, we are yours because you made us. We seek you because we are the ones who are lost and you came to find us. And therefore, you encourage us to look for you always. And when we seek, you find because you are not a God who hides. As we go through your word today, may it minister to our hearts, our minds, and direct us as to what our needs are and make us fit for service. We ask all this in Jesus, our Lord and Savior's name. Amen. We continue our study in the book of Luke, the gospel according to Luke. And today we are looking at Luke chapter 14, verses 1 through 15. And I'll read it step by step as we go. We continue to read and study about Jesus because we see that he came to live among us and to show us who God is like, what the heart of God is like, to take us from our limitations and make us fit for service. So if I have a title for today's message, it is fit to serve, fit to serve, or maybe fit to serve. One time somebody was asking a question, who are the people God calls? Is it those who have the academic qualification or those who are anointed or those who are so good in class or those who are filled with the spirit? Well, any of those people God can use because God decides who he wants to use. Any male or female, anybody who is willing for God to use that person, God would use you. But one of the clearest things is that God does not necessarily call the qualified. He doesn't call those who are qualified. He doesn't call them because of their qualifications. But when he calls, he's able to equip you, equip you to serve and qualifies you to serve. And we see in this teaching of Jesus Christ how he dealt with people. For the one who needed healing, he received healing. For the one who needed to be taught humility, we are taught humility. For the ones who should be helpful so that they can also be elevated, he teaches us what it means to help the poor and the needy and the orphans. And that is what we see here today. Human beings need help. And without Christ, we are helpless and hopeless. And God wants people who can serve him, but he wants to train us first. He wants to qualify us, make us whole to serve him. If we do not rely on Christ, who are you going to rely on? Jesus wants those who serve him to be humble, knowing that he is our help, knowing that he is our guard, he knows that he is our guardian, and he wants to be our guide. God works only through people who are qualified because they know Jesus is the Lord of their lives. So we see this in the phases that we see in Luke chapter 14. One of the fascinating things we see in that is what we read from verses 1 to 6. That Jesus meets some people and he goes to church. 
And what does he see? A sick person in church. Luke chapter 14, verses 1 to 6. I hope your Bible is open at that page and you can read the word of God along with me from your Bible or from your tablet. You are ready to read with me. Look, Jesus goes to church. And that's one of the remarkable things about Jesus, that when he was on earth, he attended the services of human beings. He didn't say because he's the son of God, he would not attend. He attended and made sure he was there. The Sabbath controversy. One Sabbath, when he went to eat at the house of one of the leading Pharisees, they were watching him closely. There in front of him was a man whose body was swollen with fluid. In response, Jesus asked the law experts and the Pharisees, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? But they kept silent. He took the man, healed him, and sent him away. And to them he said, which of you whose son or ox falls into a well would not immediately pull him out on the Sabbath day? To this, they could find no answer. We find something very amazing about our Lord Jesus Christ. There were a lot of people who liked him, but there were also people who didn't like him. And he, he, he knew those who didn't like him. He knew those who opposed him. He knew those who wanted to destroy him. He knew those who just wanted to ask him questions to embarrass him. But somehow when they invited him, he would go there and go and generate controversy. So look, we know the Pharisees do not like Jesus. Some call them far I see. The reason why they did not like Jesus is that these Pharisees had made up their minds that they were going to obey the law of God. And they had added more laws to the law. So what they say is that in order to break the law of the Sabbath, you must break other laws before you break the Sabbath law. When the Bible study recently, and I was telling one of these young men, look, if you have money and the money is precious to you and the money is in your room, where do you put it? Do you put it in your, uh, on your bed or you put it somewhere? So I'll hide it somewhere where nobody will see it. Maybe in my drawer or under the bed or something. I'll hide it somewhere. Now, that is how you hide something that is precious so, if somebody were to casually enter your house by the gate, they walk to your room and they see your bed, would they see your money immediately? No, they won't see it. Unless they are able to look for that special place, if they can find it, whether it is under your box or your backpack in a corner somewhere, they have to look at that special place. We, we call that building a ring, building a fence, or building layers to protect what is precious to you. The Jews, or the Pharisees in particular, built a lot of rules around the Sabbath. They had been punished because they broke the Sabbath. So in order not to break the Sabbath, for anybody not to break the Sabbath, they had laws. How long you should walk, where you should go on the Sabbath day. You cannot even cook or eat. You eat cold food. You cannot send your servants to do certain things. So these laws, you will just observe them. So here is somebody who invited Jesus to come home and eat. 
And he just went there. And when he went there, who else was there? As we are told, they were watching him. There in front of him was a man whose body was swollen with fluid. Some call it he had dropsy. So in the company of those who were there, there was somebody who was sick. Jesus saw this person. And I'm sure the person was also looking at him with the eyes of faith, with a sense of expectation. They may have heard about Jesus. Maybe the man even saw that Jesus was walking in this direction and said, no, this may be my chance. Let me follow him. So Jesus was there and the man who was swollen also, the body was swollen, also went there. He went there not to eat, not necessarily to eat because they may not have given him some of the food. But he went there for something bigger. Jesus saw the man. And so he asked the Pharisees the question, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? Good question. And the Pharisees didn't answer him because they know that he, if he says he's truly a rabbi, he must know the answer. You cannot heal on the Sabbath day. You cannot do anything. There are six days in a week. You can do anything you want to do. Sabbath is just for the worship of God. So what did they do? They kept silent. But Jesus did not keep silent. He took the man and healed him and sent him away. Oh, double trouble. He took the man and asked him to come. He came. He prayed or whatever he did, he healed him and asked him to go away and send the man away. And there, I'm sure the Pharisees were shaking their head. There he is again, breaking the Sabbath law not respecting God, not respecting our traditions. So, what was he going to do? Jesus, who knows us more than we know ourselves, could read their mind, could read their body language and ask them a very important question. A question he still asks us today. Because sometimes we are so, so dogmatic, so legalistic, that we forget that we need help and God himself must help us. So Jesus asked the question, which of you whose son or ox falls into a well will not immediately pull him out on the Sabbath day? To this they could not find any answer. When Jewish leaders did not respond to Jesus' question, he takes a sick man and heals him and sends him away. Now, Jesus is asking them, they kept oxes or they kept donkeys those were the work horses on their day. If an ox should fall into a well, what do they do? Oh, of course, they will remove the ox because they don't want the ox to die. So Jesus is asking them, what is wrong with doing good, healing somebody who is sick on the Sabbath day? Well, they knew the logic. They saw the mercy and the power of Jesus and they could not answer him because there was no answer. By taking the ox out of the ditch on the Sabbath, they were breaking their own man-made law. Why would they oppose Jesus when he healed somebody on the Sabbath? Friends, Jesus told us, as for him, he only does what he sees the Father doing. So the Father was there, the Spirit was on him, that somebody must be healed, and he healed the person. I pray to God that just as you are listening today, whatever your need is, healing for the body, healing of the mind, healing of your pocket, healing of your situation, may the God you are looking at, 
May the word you are hearing stir something in your heart that Jesus, who knows all our needs, will touch you at that point of need. No matter who is looking, no matter who is objecting. Somebody may call you, you may have told somebody, I'm listening to a teaching. When I finish, I'll call you and say, what do you get from the Bible? Because you are always listening to the Bible. I tell you today, may the Lord give you a testimony that you can tell them that in listening to the word of God, God touched me, God healed me. Can you imagine that man who is described in this particular version as going with a swollen body, swollen body. You see, there are some people when they are sick, whether it's a heart condition or whatever condition is this, they get so swollen. So you see this man, he comes back, he's looking strong, he's looking fit, he's able to do whatever he's able to do now very well. He doesn't have to go to hospital, he doesn't have to be crying, he doesn't have to lie in bed, he doesn't have to call anybody. And he's now fit, and people are asking him, who made you well? He said, Jesus, and they'll be asking him on this Sabbath day, say, yes, it is good to do good and do good always. Okay? And may that be your story. Because sometimes it is so limiting that you want to do something, but you are unable to walk. You are afraid. You are limited. Because of corona, we wear masks. Because of the new variant, we are told to keep a social distance. You don't even want to talk to somebody. You don't want to talk to anybody and be infected. Yes, we must be careful. But remember, no matter how careful we are or we ought to be, you must also remember to do the work of God because the night comes when no one can do work. This sick man could not do what God had called him to do. So what did the Lord do? The Lord healed him so that the mouth be fit to serve, fit for purpose. My point to you is this. Anything that limits you, from being equipped to do what God wants you to do. If it is called sickness or fear or corona or anything, ask the Lord to teach you, ask the Lord to touch you, ask the Lord to heal you, that you'll be fit for purpose. Those who are looking at you, jeering at you, wondering what is going to happen, may they see your deliverance, may they see your wellness and give glory to the Lord God Almighty. But above all, may you leave their presence to continue doing what God and only God can do for you. Well, when Jesus did what only he could do, what was their response? They could find no answer. They were speechless. May you become a proverb, a riddle, a parable to others because the Lord has helped you. Then Jesus also tells us how he wants his servants to behave. Because in those days, as in today, there are many people who take pride in letting everybody know how important they are. But Jesus wants us to learn the lesson in humility so that he can raise us up. He told a parable to those who were invited when he noticed how they would choose the best places for themselves. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, don't recline at the best place because a more distinguished person than you may have been invited by your host. The one who invited both of you may come and say to you, give your place to this man. And then in humiliation, you will proceed to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and recline at the lowest place so that when the one who invited you comes, he will say, friend, come up. And you will be honored in the presence of all the guests. What is Jesus teaching us here? Humility. He said, don't seek the best seats in the house 
when you are asked to come to a party, don't brag about what you know and who you are. Because you, you may think you are important, but somebody may be more important than you. You may think you are rich, but somebody may be richer than you. You may think you are knowledgeable, but somebody may be more knowledgeable than you. Simply put, be humble. Always think of others better than yourself. And there's no reason going about bragging and boasting about who you are. Otherwise, you will suffer an embarrassment. I remember some time ago, we were invited to a funeral. It was a very big priest funeral. And all kinds of people were invited. Then we saw a certain gentleman coming. The way he had dressed and robed, you could tell from his robing that he was a big man. He wanted us to know that. Uh, well, of course, whether he wanted us to know or not, you could tell from the colors and for the robes he was wearing that he must be a high ecclesiastical officer. So he came and sat in the front seat. Just before the service started, somebody came and asked him, are you one of the officiating ministers? He said, no. Were you invited to join the team? He said, no. So he said, we are sorry. The way you are dressed, it will draw too many people's attention to you. You are not an officiating minister. Can you go to the back? The man had to get up with all his garment and went and sat at the back. And other people who were dressed more simply or whatever, who were on the program, were moved forward. I don't know what the man's motivation was, but Jesus is teaching his disciples that when you want to serve, do not be interested in people knowing who you are. These are days when people want to know, do you know who I am? I am your MP. I am this politician. I am your pastor. I am your this. I am your bishop. I am your this and that. And they want the best place. They want everybody to kowtow before them. He says, say, that is not important. Be yourself. Never seek to be above or better than others. Be humble and be meek. That is Jesus' way. He said, don't seek that. And then, there's a spiritual law here. When you are not boasting about, when you are not just trying to get everybody to know you are important, look at what Jesus said in verse 11. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and the one who humbles himself will be exalted. What Jesus is saying here, yes, you can be thankful to God and confident that God has given you gifts, talent, and energy to do a lot of things. But to go about blowing your trumpet and bragging and hoping and waiting for everybody to bow down before you is not necessary. It is not necessary in the life of a child of God. And take this. This comes from Jesus himself, the one who knows us, the one who gives us gifts, the one who is telling us how we must behave in order for God to lift us up. Look at what he says. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. You want the Lord to lift you high? You want the Lord to promote you? You want the Lord to accept you? He says the way to greatness is through humility. The way to reach the top is to be at the bottom. The way to let others recognize you is by just being available, being yourself, considering others better than yourself. This is the Jesus way. This is how 
you are fit to serve. Praise the Lord. The last of the teachings of Jesus makes it even more puzzling. What he says is even more puzzling. Because he's telling us that if you are fit to serve, you must learn not only to help those who are your friends, but help those who are helpless. The Christian minister must learn to look at certain things from the point of view of God. The Bible is our guide. And there are things that we overlook because it is not the normal way we do things. But Jesus does not want us to do the normal things. He wants us to know what his standard is, why he's equipping us to serve, why he's calling us and qualifying us to continue to minister until he comes. So Jesus gives some teaching in this chapter from verses 12 to 15. Very, very insightful passage. He also said to the one who had invited him, when you give a lunch or a dinner, don't invite your friends, your brothers, your relatives, or your rich neighbors, because they might invite you back and you would be repaid. On the contrary, when you host a banquet, invite those who are poor, maimed, lame, or blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. Wow. Verse 15. When one of those who reclined at the table with him heard these things, he said to him, the one who will eat bread in the kingdom of God is blessed. What type of teaching is this? Jesus, you have been invited to come and eat. Instead of thanking the man and going away, you now start teaching them who he should invite. Was it to justify the sick man who came in their midst and they were all looking down on the person? This is what suggests to us that the sick man who came there was probably a gate crusher. And because he knew Jesus was going to be there, he was there. Was Jesus saying that the man should have invited other people so that his power would be available? I say this. If you and I, who invite people, invite only decent people, not only to a meal. Let me take the meal one second. If we invite people to church who are sick, who need help, who need healing, who need funds, who need prayer, who need all of this, they'll be willing to come. But sometimes people do not come to church. They do not come around us because they think we have it all and the church is a holy club. It's only those who are holy, those who are fed, those who are rich who come. Not so. Jesus' teaching is straight. When you have a dinner, don't invite only your relatives and friends, since they will invite you home for a meal later. He's not saying don't invite them at all, but they should not be the only ones that you should invite. Look at others who need help and invite them. What a world we will have if we had this attitude of ministering to the poor, the needy, the hungry, the helpless, the homeless. We will not have any of them because you and I would have been doing what the Lord has called us to do. So invite the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. Do it. 
When you do it, you do it to help these people who cannot help themselves, expecting nothing in return. Friends, one thing I have learned in life is that there, there are people who are poor, crippled, and blind because of environment, because of their life situation. Most of us who are even listening to me, who have a radio to listen to me, who have a TV you can watch, who have legs to walk and other things, do you know it is only by the mercy and the grace of God that you have them? There are people who are not able to do these things. Why? Just because they are old. They are old and sick. They cannot walk. They worked all their lives, but now they are alone and lonely because their children have left home. Nobody cares about them, and they're just looking for somebody to help them. Will it be one like that? So you're organizing a party and you're asking, which widow, which orphan, which lame person can we help? Which disabled person can we help? Jesus wants us to think outside the box. And you can invite the able person and also ask them to bring somebody with a disability. What joy it will be for that person. Because all that they can say is, thank you, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Jesus said when you do that, it will be a great, great, great blessing for that person. That person will truly see the love of God in you. I remember seeing this thing recently where a lady, I mean, took her resources and bought food packet and just going to give to others. And all the crusades, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. During the time of corona, and we are still with the corona, you may think about somebody who is crippled, who is blind, who is lame, a pensioner, or somebody, a single parent who is struggling. You have a party and you want to call your good friends. But can you also think about two, three, four, five people who can benefit from that package? Most times, we eat all we want to eat and give the rest to the dogs and the cats. We're fine to feed dogs and cats, but other human beings can benefit from it as well. So Jesus is saying, you are fit to serve. Don't only serve the big, the rich, and the privileged, but serve the poor and the needy and show them the kindness of God. And then he said something that is amazing. He said, when you do that, look at verses 14 and 15 again. The result of doing that. He said, when you do that, you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. Hallelujah. Some of us do things, we can be paid in this world, by our friends, our relatives, the rich men, or the rich women's club inviting us back. But we will not have any reward, any commendation in the resurrection. But when you lend to the poor, the needy, the blind, the maimed, those who can only say thank you, the Lord is saying, he personally will say thank you and thank you. Which one do you want to hear? The ones who are able to thank you in this world and after that, what? Or even if they thank you, there are others who will thank you and God himself will also thank you because you are doing what God wants you to do. So the Lord is drawing our attention to this. What we should do to serve him. There are people who need healing. You can heal them no matter what sickness it is in the name of God. And when you do that, they will be fit to serve the Lord. By your humility, when you lower yourself, not because you are useless, 
But because you are willing to consider others, you may draw others to you who see you as approachable and friendly. And by doing that, you help them to come to the Lord. When the poor, the needy, the, aimed, the, the, the maimed are able to come to table around you and people see you and see what you are doing, they will say, praise the Lord, and the Lord will be happy with you. Ministry is not only in the church, wearing a clerical collar and doing what people see. Ministry includes doing what the Lord wants you to do by his standards. Friends, I invite you. You are fit to serve. The Lord wants to equip you to serve. And these are some of the ways he equipped his disciples. That is how come Christianity made an impact on the world and continues to make an impact on the world. In this time of virus and all kinds of sicknesses, think about surrendering to God and asking him to use you to extend his kingdom until he comes to say, well done, good and faithful servant. Remain in him, stay blessed now and forevermore. Amen. This has been the radio broadcast by Calvary Baptist Church with Reverend Dr. Fred Digby, our senior pastor. We hope this message blessed you. Be sure to join us, God willing, next week, the same time and station. We are in Adabaka, opposite Mr. Big's restaurant, near the Kwame Nkrumah Interchange. Also in Shiashi, across the motorway from the Accra Mall and Botiano. Call us on 0243-690-485 or 0302-231-854. Contact us on WhatsApp at 0200-181-680. Visit us online at www.calvarybaptistgh.org. Write to us, Calvary Baptist Ghana at yahoo.com.